Welcome to the TBD podcast, To Be Determined. My name is Erica Berger, and I'm your host and convener. Life can be messy. On To Be Determined, we talk with artists, entrepreneurs, and world shapers about how they pick through their messy lives and become more resilient. We hope you'll laugh, maybe take some notes, and leave thinking more deeply about your life and how you aim to live it. As our guests reflect vulnerably on their own journeys, we hope their stories will help you better explore yours. After all, shouldn't life be determined? This week, I spoke with Lauren Zander. When you ask Lauren to tell you about herself, she always says she's the mother of three and happily married. For the past 12 years, she's been the chairwoman of The Handle Group, a company that specializes in executive coaching, life coaching, and education. Lauren's also written a book called Maybe It's You, Cut the Crap, Face Your Fears, Love Your Life. She's an expert at getting people to confront the truth about themselves. We talked about a ton of stuff, including the importance of embracing your dark side, what being an expert at the lying game taught her about embracing the truth, and why she's not afraid to tell people she doesn't follow the news. We also talked about her handle method, her technique for articulating your dream. Lauren's core business is life and executive coaching. So to start, I wanted to find out the answer to something I've been wondering for quite some time now. Can you tell me a little bit about the difference between executive coaching and life coaching? The sex category. (laughs) (laughs) We're not allowed to talk about sex in the office, right? And then there's also in life coaching, I'm working on your marriage. I'm working on your career. I'm working on, from an individual's point of view, what will make them happy and fulfilled in their life and teaching them how to really go after the life they love. Whereas in a company, we're working with teams or executives about their job and their full happiness in their life, but really from the perspective of their desk, because that's why we've been hired, right? So we're paid for by HR or the, you know, that company to develop leadership in people. So we are coming from that perspective, but we are allowed to talk about everything except sex. Because that's so interesting. Yeah. How much top-down kind of direction is there from your company clients um, versus your balancing kind of um, getting to the crux of that person and, and helping them be their kind of individualized leader? When we come in, you know, so first of all, I'm so self like I explain everything. So no one lets us in unless they really want us. And we're coming for the dark side. We're coming for the gossip. We're coming for everything that doesn't work. We're coming to get the truth told on a team with an individual, and we're coming to fix it. And fix it really means, you know, whether it's get that person to send their emails on time, do certain things, develop their leadership, learn how to, you know, they may be the greatest salesperson, but boy, do they have anger issues, right? And they're nasty, right? So we we get hired and deployed to make a better, happier human. And you're not allowed to tell us what to do. Right. You're allowed like you wouldn't like it is private and confidential and I am not messing with my client unless uh, um, unless I think that they're do they're sleazy. Right. They're going to steal your clients. They're gonna, like they're if they're up to no good. I will rat them out. But uh, that rarely ever happens. And people, you know, nobody's giving someone a coach that they didn't get to pick from. They may be in trouble, but they really do get to pick. And then we get picked and we're very much a brand of teaching you how to tell the truth and deal with yourself from the inside out. 
I love that notion of, of truth and, and truth telling. Um, tell me how you became seemingly kind of obsessed or impassioned by truth. Yes. Um, well, ready? It's because I rocked the lying scene, right? So I, from my earliest of childhood, you know, I think most kids actually, if you really study them, lie plenty. And uh, adults lie plenty. So what I really study is truth-telling and how to be true to yourself, where you would never need to lie. And what is that life? And for me, that's where confidence lives. That's where happiness lives. That's where your inner compass is for you to figure out who and where, what's true for you in your life. And if you are disconnected from that, like you're pleasing your parents, you're, you know, want to make it in society this way because it looks like this, right? All of that gets categorized in my mind as lies, right? Ways we lie to ourselves, ways we fake out what we really think. And we don't look for what we really think. We look to please our parents, please our teacher, please your boyfriend, like who are you pleasing? And so I break all that down till the only person you're pleasing first and foremost, is your relationship to yourself. And most people don't have language for it. They don't think about it. They don't know what I'm even talking about. And even worse, they'll shake their head like they do. Oh, yes, I have a great relationship to myself. I'm like, really? Look in the mirror and tell me what you just said. Uh-huh, yeah, you. Let's let's focus on, like, people won't tell the truth about how mean they are in their head, how, what they really think of everybody. Like, there is no starting to manage your inner dialogue to figure out that's not you, let alone you won't even face hearing it. How do you start to unpack um, what your truth, your most authentic self, right? Mm. Are we using authenticity as being synonymous with truth? Um, (laughs) I'll take it. Yeah. How do you start to unpack... Um, your truest self from what other people have told you to be true about you? Nobody believes that anyway. You don't have to worry about that. So left to one's own devices, there really is, if I ask the right questions, like if you actually go through my book and you start to see the inner life of a human, right, which I have been studying for 20 years, there really is, I know how to get you there in in five minutes. You'll more be horrified at how quickly I could get you to your own messy, not really true truth, right? Like inside of you is a mess of what you really think, and it's hypocritical, and it, and you actually haven't sorted out much of your truth. And that's pretty much exactly where I pick up, right? I help you actually figure out what you think is true versus your parents' your past lovers, past mistakes, things you've lied about, like start to sort out that mind of yours. How do you kind of help people be okay with being different or with their truth being um, judged as something negative or perceived as something problematic? Um, How do you get people to stop judging that or or be okay with that? My nickname for it is, oh, you mean your freak flags? (laughs) love your freak flags, right? Well, um, a freak flag in my definition is something that's true about you that you're not really going to change and you don't have a deep invested interest in changing it. You even like it. Now, it pisses lots of other people off. Lots of people have opinions about it and you might even lie and promise them you'll get better. But if we really tell the truth, you're keeping it and you like it like it's you. Right. I have many freak 
flags. And what you do is you lead with them. Right. So someone, you know, you asked me one before we started, you know, Lauren, what about, you know, something about where do you get your news from? And I'm like, uh oh, I don't. Right. I'm not that girl. I don't care. Oh, I said, I don't care. Am I allowed to say that without someone wanting to take out a club and beat me? I don't even care about that. You can beat me if you want to. So two things is one, don't care about the judgment. You want to judge me? You can. That is human condition. One oh one judgmental. And then the other is, but I'm, I accept myself, love myself and fly it with pride. Like tell anyone who will ask me. So you don't ever expect me to know what's going on in the outer world. Like really, really, really. Right. I know everything going on with my clients. I, I know what I know and I care about what I care about, but you can't get me to care about a country I have nothing to do with that I can't make any difference with. So that's a free flag. That's how I deal with what you just said and teach people too, because I have never met an individual who doesn't have at least three to five ones that they're defending and hiding from, but they're not going to change. Do you think it's possible to move towards a society where, um, A, everyone is aware of their freak flags and owns them, Mm. and B, um, we no longer have this kind of notion of political correctness where Mm. we stop kind of judging others not that we stop judging others but we acknowledge our judgments and then let them go in order to honor other people's freak flags like will we ever live in that world is that possible god i don't think so i mean i think you know that's heaven right like there's like this concept of everybody live and let live leave everybody alone everybody gets to be whatever they are and just pay your taxes and be nice and you know like like just follow the rules basic and leave everybody alone. I'm like, oh, that's heaven. That's what, like, if you go spiritually speaking, what are we doing on this planet? I'm like, oh, we're all reaching for John Lennon's imagine. Right. And where are we at for, you know, today on that scale of what's possible for human society? I'm like, I think we have to beat the environmental disaster. Like, I don't even know. I think there's like a scary timeline of can we beat the dysfunction and rise above to the state you're talking about. Uh, yeah, I, I, I feel, what's the name of your show? To Be Determined. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, TBD. <laughs> TBD. Um, I think that's TBD. under TBD. Um, I love the John Lennon Imagine reference because that says a lot about you. And, and I love that you just brought up even the word spiritual. Um, we're seeing a resurgence kind of in, in spirituality. Um, my take on it is mm. that the internet has enabled us to access more information and more history than ever before. And we're actually in a space where we have so much access to to what was previously happening, what was Mm. previously expressed as culture. Mm. Now we're just blending things that we like. Mm. And with spirituality, I think people are now starting to pick and choose things from the East and from the Mm. West. Um, You know, people in America aren't going to church as much anymore, but Mm. we are gathering Right. Mm. We're gathering. We're we're doing group activities like morning dance parties or um, we're going to more conferences. Mm. We still care about community. Right. So we're we're kind of getting down to the basics again Mm -hmm. and and trying to reimagine what does it look like Mm -hmm. to have faith in a world where we might not be able to control the amount of climate change that's happening. And we might not know what our world's going to look like in 20, 30, 50 Mm. years. But what do you think about kind of the role of of spirituality um, and individualized um, responses to kind of what's happening in the world right now. So I teach a lot 
So I teach. So in the book, what I do, and basically, I've been developing the Handel method for twenty years. Right, I'm very close to fifty. And what's the name? What is Handel? Handel is my maiden name. Aha, love it. Um, in honor of my dad and my grandfather. So, but one of the thing, one of the main areas out of the twelve areas of life, I ask you to dream, like have a vision for yourself, um, is spirituality. And so, over my twenty years of asking people about spirituality, and now it's thousands and thousands of people. Here's what happens in the area of spirituality. They don't think they have to have a dream there because they have thrown religion out and resent religion. And then spirituality doesn't get a life of its own, right? And so then I send people back and I'm like, I didn't say religion, right? I even put it in the homework, right? Spirituality does not equal religion, okay? It is your relationship to the mystery of life itself and what are you doing here, inside of that? And how are you exploring what that is for you? I want to talk a little bit um, about kind of your personal approach to living a good life, to living a curious life. Um, Tell me a little bit about how you discovered what you care about, what wakes you up every day. What do you get out of bed for? Well, you go what happens first thing in the morning. There are three things that happen in the morning every morning that are the best, right? Like the bomb. One is I can smell the coffee, okay? Like it's at six o'clock, the coffee's going off, okay? My my husband's getting my first, my two kids off, and then I'm sleeping because I usually work later. And then my daughter comes in for a serious snuggle before we both go downstairs and hang out with David for coffee, best thing on earth. Like I would like, oh my God, you know, a reason for my children never to, you know, grow older is so that moment can keep on repeating. So that's the truth right off the bat. Yeah. That I recommend that being in love with your husband still completely and children to snuggle. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm. Um, as you've kind of cultivated the life that you have now, mm-hmm. um, which from the outside and talking to you seems fantastic. Mm. Um, what are the ways by which you've measured the quality of your life? So in regards to all of my life, I don't get to measure I don't get to measure it till I die. Like my my line is at the last blink. I get to go, did I do it? Right? And did I do what? You go, what's the what? Um, the amount of people I want to reach to change consciousness, right? How, like, is, does my husband still look at me like I'm the hottest, greatest thing on earth? And do I still look at him like he's all of that and I lived and died inside of love? Um, and that my, ki- like, respect. My children tell me everything, want to share everything, and I want to share everything with them, and it's delicious. So, and then... Um, Community and family fall under that same level of passion and in love, right? And and I'm and but I'm I have to keep this pace till the day I die. Yeah, I love that. Has there been a moment in your life or multiple moments where um, you've kind of realized you needed to change the pace or to change what you were doing? Or mm. was there a specific experience that you learned something and you wish you had learned it earlier? Yeah, 
<laughs> so, um, you know, one of the, the things I teach people out there, but I was a really the original guinea pig, right? So there isn't any issue that I, you know, I really did have to figure out how to lose 15 pounds I was unhappy with for three years. I really, you know, didn't. I ha- it took my 20s to figure out where my career was, and I swear I didn't get there till around 32, right? Like really sort myself out, right? So, um, but I would say the biggest problem I've ever had that I'm still learning about is um, what I call my picker. Like I can make a mistake deeply with wanting to save someone, wanting to turn them into my friend, wanting wanting to like give everything I have to someone as a giver. And I give to a real taker and I end up sorry down the road. Like sorry, because they they don't even stab me in my back. They stab me in my front. Right. And I deserved it in my stupidity. Right. Like if I go back and do my postmortem, I deserve the lessons I've gotten, but that's one of the main places, you know, I'm a nincompoop. How do you get okay with yourself when you realize that you made a problematic choice about a person or mm-hmm. what do you do to kind of deal with that? I've done a bunch of, di- well, so first, like I go to my method. I honestly go to my method. So my method is purge. Purge is you're a hypocritical, tell the truth, don't care how it sounds, and let it rip, right? So you get, and it really is get the puke out, right? It's a purge, right? So I purge, I purge to someone who can hear me and then like, like can hear everything and, and that I trust, like my own coach. Right. So you literally mean you're talking, you're like saying everything No, I write it out. You write it. I okay. write it because um, you need stream of consciousness. Like you need it to just keep on rolling until you're repeating yourself versus that you're yammering. Right. So yammering doesn't have an experience of writing it down where you actually captured the truth or your lies or whatever. God knows what's in that thing. And so when you write out a purge, whether it's to men, whether it's about like it's literally I use there's a process that I use in the book that is this tool of how to really come to the truth. And so I, I do that. And I do it with someone who who knows the method and can catch where um, I really have cavities. Right. And so um, so when I figure out my true cavity, uh, I can put in a promise that which is what I teach, like to I need to not make this mistake again. I can tell you my mistakes and I can tell you the promises I've made. And if you go, what was the rate of your picker being screwed up in your 20s versus when was the last time you got picker problem recently? I'm like, oh, my God, I had one in one in five years versus I used to have to, you know, six in two years. Oh, you mean with age comes wisdom? Novel. Yes, but not always. <laughs> oh, so we also repeat mistakes. You repeat mistakes until you learn them. Right. And Lessons. Yes. Those things that none of us are really happy about. Right. Nobody's happy with having to learn lessons. Who likes to learn a lesson? Ugh, I like my poor seven year, my eight year old daughter hates not knowing how to be great at something. Born in is an arrogance that she should already know how to do something. It's like, uh, you've never done it before. Why are you crying that you suck at it? Isn't that a duh? And it's no, right? She expects to be great and then <laughs> wants to quit, right? Throw it That's endearing, but also 
She needs to work through that. Yeah. yeah Meet children. Yep. Children. <laughs> they either don't even get on the thing and even try. It's a, it, it, there's nothing quite like learning all human behavior through watching your kids go through it. And you, they're like little mini you and your husband. Like, wow. Hi. You know, hi, baby Lauren. Right. It's like a mirror, right? Oh, it's awesome. <laughs> it's brutal and yeah. awesome. Interesting. Yes. Um, so as we come to a close. Yes. Um, is there anything that you would like to impart to our listeners um, on a broader level about kind of living a good life, living a life um, to be determined, mm. um, kind of not being so attached to kind of other people's judgments or other people's um, timelines or what I like to talk about are the ladders that we loved climbing in the West around specific things like partnership or success in your work or ownership of goods and yeah. services. Um, what would you say in regards to kind of looking at your life and reflecting and, and living a life more TBD? Dream bigger. Like you can't dream big enough. You cannot dream too big. It doesn't mean you're going to achieve it. It may like it's the only like unless you put a mark out there. Right. And and hold the highest standard for what you wish for for yourself, not for others, but for yourself. That that is how you get your heart to lead in your life and then your head to be a brilliant machine to go figure out how to get it. And really, that's the ticket to shifting happiness is that you're willing to dream. And the more I, and I dream, I literally write new dreams every year. Right. And then I have to and then I have someone holding me to them and I have promises that I and I never expect to just make anything happen like that. It's just going to happen. I literally am an action oriented to do, but making sure my to do's are connected to my dream. And I am rigorous about walking my own talk. Right. And the other thing no one has an appreciation for is how to handle their dark side. Like no one has done the work on how to integrate their dark side. It is not going anywhere. You are not getting actually nicer. You can only start to figure out how to deal with that dark side in a very different way. And most people are in serious, weird denial about their dark side and uh, really need to figure out how to integrate it would be my other. Please come on, humanity. I love the notion of the dark side. I mean, I'm a huge Star Wars fan. <laughs> so not to be too nerdy, but like, you know, you can't have light without having dark. You can't experience deep, big love without having heartbreak, right? And we need to, I totally agree with you. We need to get okay with some darkness and, and have strategies to deal with it, right? You're going to have to make best friends with it. It's even worse. You're going to have to make out with it because it's you. Right. And then you can sit it down and then you can, you know, put it in the back of the room and tell it to relax and watch. And that right. Like the, the, you unless you unless you and your dark side really understand each other, it's going to be your bitch for most of your life. I love that. So in some figure out your truth. Mm. Right. Everyone has a truth. Yes. Um, get to know yourself as best as possible radically get to know yourself you are so interesting you can't even understand how much fun it is to love yourself by by but you have to deal you got to deal right if you hate your butt because it's 15 pounds overweight that really does mean you're eating too much ice cream it does and don't do it <laughs> learn how to not do it fair play dream big yes 
uh, become best friends with your dark side. Yes. Everyone has one. Uh-huh. And um, the ultimate dream is to live in a world where uh, we're all inspired by John Lennon's Imagine, right? Everyone needs to be heading for Imagine. I love that. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here with me today, Lauren. It was a pleasure. It was really fun to be with you. Thanks to Lauren Zander. You can find out more about The Handel Group at handelgroup.com. That's H-A-N-D-E-L group.com. You can also read her book, Maybe It's You, Cut the Crap, Face Your Fears, Love Your Life. In it, you'll learn more about the Handel method of living your dreams and, of course, letting your freak flag fly. Thanks for listening to this episode of the TBD podcast. This has been a production of TBD, To Be Determined. You can check us out at livetbd.com. That's live, to be determined. And share us with your friends. We always love reaching more listeners. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you soon.